Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello, Sixpackers, and welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 20. I want to be your Catholic friend. Before I explain why and how I want to be your friend, I need to tell you a little bit about myself you may or may not already know. That's what we'll do when we come back. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is a welcome visitor to parishes across the United States every Sunday through his What We Believe, Why We Believe It bulletin inserts. Using humor, immutable truth, and ignoring political correctness, Joe Sixpack helps the average Catholic in the pew better know and understand our holy and ancient faith in a way that is refreshing, awe-inspiring, and makes readers chest-pounding proud to be Catholic. And readers love it. Now you can enjoy Joe's work by getting the best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It book series. In fact, get two copies of each book, one for yourself and one for your pastor. Then your priest can decide if he wants to help your fellow parishioners by subscribing to the What We Believe, Why We Believe It bulletin inserts. Get your copy of the best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It by Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. I've only been a Catholic about half my life. Prior to becoming a Catholic, much of my life was devoted to doing things Jesus certainly wouldn't approve. It seems like I've done a lot of things in my life. When I was young, I worked in the grocery business and as a meat cutter. I served in the United States Army. I've been a sales professional, a bill collector of the bent nose variety, a bounty hunter, and a business owner. I've been shot, stabbed, beaten almost to death, poisoned, and intentionally hit by a car because the driver was trying to do me harm. And I used to think sex was recreational rather than the sacred activity reserved to marriage that it really is, and I did a lot of recreation. As a Catholic, I've been a lay evangelist, apologist, catechist, and writer. I'm also the proud father of four sons and the godfather to 84 adult godchildren. I've been a consecrated member of the Marian Catechist Apostolate for 20 years under the direction of my friend Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke. Unlike my pre-Catholic days when I didn't really have any friends, I've counted cardinals, bishops, priests, deacons, and some of the most famous Catholic laypeople in America among my friends. I've faced possible martyrdom for my faith, and I know what it is to be lied about and defamed. I tell you all this because I want to let you know there's nothing you can experience in your life that I haven't experienced myself or witnessed firsthand. Because of this, and in spite of my rhetoric, I never judge anyone for anything. I may judge whether an action is good or bad, but I never judge the person who commits that act. Besides, judging people isn't my job. That's above my pay grade. This podcast isn't about Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy. It's not about me. It's not about my self-aggrandizing ego or making money or having a bully pulpit. This podcast is about you. It's about you and your relationship with Jesus and the world. It's always been about you, and it'll always be about you. 
Because it's about you, I want to better tailor it to meet your needs. The whole idea behind a podcast of any kind is to add value to your life and enrich it. I understand that there's some podcasts out there that exist just to entertain you, but that's not what a podcast is supposed to be about. After all, you can be entertained by television and radio. A podcast is supposed to be tailored to meet your needs. There are podcasts to touch every area of your life. You can find podcasts that will help you become better in your profession, podcasts to teach you how to make money or about entrepreneurship, podcasts about self-help, or even podcasts about your favorite sport or hobby. No matter what podcast you listen to, if it doesn't help you be better in at least one area of your life, it's not serving its purpose. I suppose what I'm saying is the podcast host is supposed to be your friend. To me, a friend is always there for you. A friend is loyal to you and never judges you, but is always honest with you, even if that honesty makes you uncomfortable or hurts, because honesty is love. Oh, you can find lots of podcast hosts out there who will tell you the things that make you feel good, or they'll tell you what you want to hear, but they're not really being a friend by doing that. That's what I am. I'm your friend, or at least I want to be. I'm not considered the most likable guy in the world because our society has become too thin-skinned, too easily offended, and I'm always honest, sometimes brutally so. But I try to follow the example Jesus gave us. Most people have developed this image of Jesus that he's all syrupy sweet. They equate his love to someone who's always nice. They think nice is a requisite for love. Folks, love between friends is seldom nice. Love always has your best interests at heart, so love is brutally honest. Jesus loves everyone like a parent loves a child. While Jesus walked the earth, he loved everyone, but he wasn't nice about it. Jesus loved everyone he came in contact with, but he called some of them liars, hypocrites, and white-painted sepulchers full of dead men's bones. He drove people out of the temple with a quartered whip. There's nothing nice about that. Folks have trouble justifying those sorts of behaviors with the idea that Jesus loved everybody. So how could Jesus tell people they were liars and hypocrites on the one hand, but love them on the other? Was Jesus mean to some people because he didn't like them? After all, it's clearly possible to love someone without liking them. Heck, I even have some godchildren I don't particularly like. Not liking some people, but still loving them is morally acceptable, but it's a human imperfection as a consequence of the effects of original sin. Since Jesus is God, he's perfect. Being perfect makes it impossible for him to love someone and not like them at the same time. No, Jesus wasn't being mean at all. He was practicing perfect love. When a child's doing something wrong, what does the parent do? The parent corrects the child, of course, often harshly. The reason a parent makes such a correction is because, if the bad behavior isn't corrected, the child develops the habitual habit of practicing that bad behavior. If a parent doesn't correct the child now, a criminal court judge will do it later. When Jesus called people liars and hypocrites, he wasn't being mean. He was giving them a genuine, loving correction. And that's how a friend's supposed to be. A friend's supposed to tell you the things you need to hear whether you want to hear them or not. A friend is supposed to tell you the things no one else has the guts to say to your face. That's the reputation I have in this podcast. But in order for me to be a proper friend, I need your help. I'd like for you to tell me what you'd most like and need from me. 
A veteran magazine publisher once told me that for every letter to the editor they got, it represented the thoughts and feelings of a thousand other subscribers. So tell me what you want and need so I can fulfill it for thousands of others. Do you need me to help you figure out how to make Jesus first and foremost in your life? Do you need marriage advice from a genuine Catholic perspective? Are you having trouble figuring out how to beat a chronic mortal or venial sin? Do you want me to teach various aspects of the faith you feel you don't understand well enough, such as the Eucharist, the need for confession, or specific Catholic teachings on morality? Anything. Tell me. Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy, isn't just a voice in a podcast. This podcast is just a means to an end. The end goal is to be a real Catholic friend to you, and that means helping you become the very best Catholic you can be. I already have a lot of sources set up for you, and none of them except my books will cost you a dime. On joesixpackanswers.com, I have answers to almost every conceivable question about Catholicism you could have. I offer a free course with short lessons, most of which would take you less than five minutes to go through. They arrive in your inbox every three days. Each and every week, I host free webinars about the faith. Even though we can't speak verbally, you can still engage with me in real time to ask questions and get answers. However, I realize I can't be everything to everybody all the time, and I certainly can't read your mind. So I need you to tell me how I can best be of help to you. For you to do that, there are three ways to contact me. The first way is to go to the Cantankerous Catholic website at cantankerouscatholic.com and send me an email from the Get in Touch page. The second way is to visit the joesixpackanswers.com website where you can get the free email course and go to the Ask Joe page. The third way is to respond to any email I send to people on my email list. Those responses always come right back to me at my computer. Whether you contact me with a podcast topic or a personal problem, I never divulge who asks a question. I don't even give information that can potentially identify you. Heck, I don't even give the gender of the person who asks a question. My mission is, like I said, to help you become the best Catholic you can become. But I can't read your mind to determine what you need. We live in very trying, confusing, and evil times. It's getting harder and harder to know what things to do and how to do them if you're interested in doing the right thing to get closer to Jesus. Besides, you can never have too many friends. Before I close this short episode, I want to explain one thing. My listeners are the cream of the crop. You listen to the Cantankerous Catholic because you love Jesus and want to be the best Catholic Christian you can. That's the one thing I understand about my listeners if I don't understand anything else. You're the best, and because you're the best, I promise to always respect you and give you my best. If I ever fail to do that, I want you to call me out for it. You deserve it. So together, we'll discover new convictions to acquire as we grow, putting comfort behind us. This can be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. What did Billy D. Williams... The celebrated American artist Norman Rockwell and famed comedian Jimmy Durante have to do with one man's journey from conservative Judaism to the cross. Everything. Marty Barrick has lived one of the most fascinating conversion journeys ever told. In Calvary Road, Marty's biography, you can read about Marty's military service with Billy D. Williams, how Norman Rockwell helped him pass a college course, how in his deep abiding love for his late wife, Marty helped Irene travel the road of sanctity. 
How the times are quickly reaching critical mass for fulfilling prophecy concerning the Jews, and much, much more. Get your copy of Calvary Road by Marty Barrick today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to investigative reporter Sarah Carter. Department of Justice Attorney General William Barr is the perfect man for the job. He's methodical, attentive, calm, and rides the storm of chaos with the demeanor of a man who knows he is standing on the side of truth. It is evident that former senior Obama administration officials and opponents of President Trump know that and fear it. It began last night when the non-story that the special counsel Robert Mueller prosecutors weren't happy with Barr's four-page letter explaining their report on the Russian investigation. We did not understand exactly why the special counsel was not reaching a decision, Barr told Senate Judiciary Committee. We don't conduct criminal investigations just to collect information and put it out to the public. We do so to make a decision, Barr told lawmakers. He suggested that Mueller should have come to a decision but avoided the criticism of Democrats by passing the ball to him with regard to obstruction. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number 4 Hats off to LifeSite News. Attorneys representing Covington Catholic High School junior Nicholas Sandman have filed another major defamation suit against another mainstream media giant over its misleading coverage of Sandman and his classmates at the 2019 March for Life, this time seeking $275 million from the parent company of NBC News and MSNBC. Good luck, Nick. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number three. Hats off to LifeSite News. A Dominican priest who teaches canon law warns that a bill being considered by California's legislators requiring priests to report sins heard in the confessional regarding sexual abuse to the police not only presents Catholic clergy with an untenable choice, but essentially annihilates the sacrament of penance, threatens religious liberty, and puts all religious at risk. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number two. Hats off to Flag and Cross. CNN contributor Christine Quinn on Monday night participated in a discussion about state-level heartbeat bills where she claimed, when a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside her. Some people are just so ignorant that you don't know whether to burst out laughing or stare in disbelief when they say something crazy. This is one of those instances. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to the Daily Wire. In a video posted by Created Equal, one of the male team members of the pro-life group is approached by a female student. Did you put these signs up, the feminist asked the pro-lifer. When he responds in the affirmative, the woman attacks him, punching him repeatedly in the face and kicking him. The feminist is then approached by law enforcement and notified that she will be charged with assault. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. 
I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. Dionocrates, a little boy of the 3rd century in Carthage, Africa, died at the age of 7 from a horrible cancer that showed itself on his cheek. His older sister, St. Perpetua, was a very virtuous Catholic girl who'd been thrown in a Roman prison because she wouldn't worship the Roman idol. She prayed to God for the soul of her little brother. She had a vision while in prison. She saw Dionocrates with a lot of other people in a dark and filthy place. His face was pale, his eyes inflamed, and his cheek was still covered with the cancer that killed him. She saw that he suffered tremendously and was tormented by a burning thirst. Next to him was a large basin of water, but the edge of it was too high for him to reach. Touched by these sufferings, which were only a picture of those her brother endured in purgatory, St. Perpetua prayed for him with even greater fervor. Some days later, after they moved her to another prison, St. Perpetua had another vision. This time she saw her little brother was all clean, wearing white garments, and his face was beaming with joy. She then understood that her prayers had been heard and Dinocrates had been delivered from purgatory. This is a true event taken from the ancient patristical document called The Passion of St. Perpetua, St. Felicitas, and Their Companions. Dinocrates was just a small boy, yet he suffered tremendously in purgatory because of the small sins he committed during his short time on earth. St. Perpetua won her brother's delivery from purgatory with her prayers, but what about you? Make no mistake, purgatory is real. Unless you're a saint, you're going to spend some time suffering in purgatory, maybe even until the end of the world. Our Lady of Fatima told the child seers that certain girls they knew who had died were going to be in purgatory until the end of time because of their immodest dress. That was in 1917 when most dresses covered everything except the ankles. Imagine what it would be like for us today. So let me suggest three things. One, go to confession as often as possible. Two, do all the penance you can for your forgiven sins. And three, Pray daily for your deceased loved ones so they can be freed from their suffering in purgatory. Hey, six-packers, that's all for this episode. I've enjoyed having you with me. Don't forget to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. The links are in my show notes. Also, remember to visit joesixpackanswers.com to sign up for my free email course. Each short lesson arrives in your inbox every three days. We also have the Cantankerous Catholic Social Media Group you can join to discuss anything about Catholicism, our country, or anything else on your mind. I visit the page every day. The link's also in my show notes. There are lots of other neat things of interest in my show notes, too. You can find them at cantankerouscatholic.com. And remember to live by the Joe Sixpack battle cry, Comfort and Conviction. Don't live on the same block. This has been the Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.